Hey friends, welcome to the Overwhelmed to Intentional podcast. My name is Kristen and I am your host. I'm a certified life coach helping overwhelmed millennial women live a simpler, more intentional life. Let's talk about taking better care of yourself. This is a topic that is top of mind for me personally. I'm going to share more about that. And also in conversations that I'm having with clients, I'm hearing a lot of, I am tired. I am burned out. I just want to break. I've taken on too much. I need to let some things go. I'm hearing a lot of that and I have found myself saying a lot of that. So I want to walk you through what to do about that, how to take better care of yourself from both a mindset perspective and a tactical you know, tips perspective, I guess we'll call it. Of course, I care about both. I think both are important. So we're going to talk about both. I'll, I'll start just by sharing where I am on this to kind of give you an idea. One, one thing that's really important to me is that I am always living out whatever it is that I teach. Often I have to learn things the hard way. I think a lot of us probably would say that, but for me, I have to learn things the hard way. I tend to swing too far in the other direction and need to figure out how to come back to center. That is how I find my own version of kind of balance or center groundedness, I tend to overdo it and then have to figure out, wait, back it up. That was, that was too much. And I do that a lot. That is a pattern of mine. Uh, hence why overwhelm is so familiar to me. Why I can talk about it a lot is because I tend to take on a lot of things. I think that I can, and I can, I mean, I, I tend to execute on all of those things, but there is a cost and the cost is me. I am the cost. It is at my own expense. Sure, I might've made more money. I might have gotten lots of things done, but the expense for me is always my energy. I will pay for it later. It never fails. In this last month, I have learned and I am paying for it. <laughs> I am realizing, wait a minute, that was too much. You can't take on that much. And you know that, but now we've got to swing back and find center again. I noticed that the reason that I do that, and maybe you're this way too, is that I want to help. I really want to help. And if I see, let's say my employer is in need of extra help, my just knee-jerk reaction is to jump in. My knee-jerk reaction is not to step back and say, okay, is this best for you? <laughs> Are you going to be extra tired if you do this? I tend to just say, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. it sure, I can do that at the cost of myself, but I will do it. And I do that more often than I would like. And I noticed that I do that one, because I want to help and two, because the, the hustle, the hard work, the just stay busy, keep working, keep going mentality is so ingrained. <laughs> and that is something that I am currently working to rewire. I am learning that things can be easier, that I can operate from ease, that I don't have to hustle all the time. I know that intellectually and I've experienced it. So I have evidence of it. But it is so practiced for me to work hard, especially, you know, butt in the chair, <laughs> you know, working 
physically doing something, that to me in my mind is so associated with productivity and like quote real work that it counts. If I if I were to go and sit outside for 30 minutes and think and think about ideas and process ideas and write out some notes, you know, something that maybe I want to teach here on the podcast, even though intellectually I know that is work and that is part of the work that I do, my brain is so quick to dismiss that. And so what I tend to do is I tend to fill time and space with physical work so that it can quote count. And then I overwork, I exhaust myself, and then I don't leave space to actually think and create ideas. And I saw that very clearly from the last month. I agreed to work extra at one of the jobs where I work and it is catching up to me. It caught up to me. <laughs> I am feeling it. And then when I'm doing that, I also think, I still for some reason think that I have the the space and the energy bandwidth to agree to do things with my friends and do things with my family and have people stay at my house or travel to visit family back home or whatever. I think, yeah, I can do all of these things. I cannot do all of those things well. I can do them. I cannot do them well and I cannot do them honoring my energy in the way that I would like. And I learned that lesson over the last month. And so today I am here to teach it because that for me, the more I learn about myself, the more I realize that is how I best teach is by jumping in, messing up, figuring out where I failed, and then telling you what to do and what not to do, and then teaching myself how to move forward from there. So what we're going to do today is to notice how you are not taking great care of yourself without judgment. We're not here to judge it. We're just going to be aware. How are you not taking great care of yourself currently based on what you know about yourself? The example that I'll give for me here is that I know I need more space in my schedule. And when I agree to work extra, I tend to pack my schedule and I don't leave a lot of space in between. That is not good. And then I go from one aspect of my life, one job to the next job. And without space in between, I haven't given my brain kind of like a chance to sort of chill out for a second. So then I go into the next thing and I'm not performing my best because my brain is tired. So I know I need space, but when I'm not taking great care of myself, I fill all the space. Now, some people feel energized going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. I am not one of those people. So I'm not here to say that my way is the right way by any means. It's the right way for me, but it may not be for you. We want you to see how are you not taking great care of yourself? What does that mean for you? For you, if you have a lot of space in your schedule, you might find that that's not the best thing for you. You might want to add more things in because that feels energizing for you. That is okay. It's perfectly fine. What for you is not taking great care of yourself. For me, it's also saying yes too often to things that I know I should have said no. And an example of this is not just with work, but also with social things. I tend to know I really don't have the space or the energy to be my best at that, but I say yes anyway 
I don't trust that knowing. And then I feel not quite my best when I'm there. Or I feel like I have to just like keep giving, you know, myself more kind of like a pep talk. Stay with it. Keep the energy up in order to sustain. All the while I'm feeling this, gosh, I really want to not be doing this. I really just need to be chilling out. I needed more space. I probably, I knew better and I didn't listen to that. So that's where for me, knowing to take better care of myself looks like trusting that no, whenever I'm asked to do something and I know the answer is no, but I say yes anyway, trusting that no would be something that I could shift. Another thing is for me, when, whenever I'm not taking great care of myself, the, the way that I can tell is I am venting a lot. I am finding myself just kind of like commiserating with people. So I might call my sister and I'll just, just vent like, oh, I'm so annoyed or I'm so frustrated or I'm so mad at myself that I did all these things. I shouldn't have done that. I just find myself complaining and venting a lot. I also find myself talking pretty negatively to myself, about myself, to other people. I just have a negative energy overall. That is a sign for me, you've ever done it, you are not at your best. You're not taking great care of yourself when you are complaining a lot, venting, being in a negative energy more often than not. That's a sign for me. Something needs to, we need to assess here what's going on. Also, if I am overing, if I am over eating, drinking, scrolling, a really interesting thing I noticed when I had agreed to work extra at work, I was one thing I, I think I've mentioned it here, but I work at the life coach school and we have been in a good bit of selling stuff lately. We've been selling our certification and selling our scholars program. I say our, like it's mine, but I feel ownership anywhere that I work. I feel ownership of, of the company of the job. So I say our, but selling the, the offers that we currently have. And we've been doing some things like a whole week's worth of trainings, teaching, that kind of thing. And I agreed to work extra, like double the time that I normally work that week and worked late into the night. I agreed to work extra. And I, I knew what I was getting into and I agreed to it anyway. I actually didn't have a lot on my schedule during the times that I was being asked to work extra and it was totally optional. I could have said no, but I said yes. And I found myself that week craving alcohol more than I have in a long time. I found myself thinking, gosh, I would really like a glass of wine. It would be nice to have a little something to help me relax. And I haven't done that in a while. So whenever I find myself feeling these urges to fix that feeling of tired, of maybe just kind of, I don't know what the word is, when you're in low energy, maybe kind of lethargic almost, but that low energy place, when I'm there and I find myself wanting to get out of it by eating, drinking, scrolling social media, that's a sign for me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That is maybe a chance to reevaluate what's happening here. When I crave that, it's because there is a feeling that I am seeking that I am not giving to myself. And that is important to notice. 
For you, what is it? When you are not taking great care of yourself, what are you doing? And I want you to be honest here, but truly do not judge. If you're like, oh, I stand in front of the cabinet and I eat an entire bag of chips, or I ignore the tasks that I said I was gonna do and I just scroll my phone for hours, or I ignore the people right in front of me and I find myself wanting to watch TV instead and not have conversations and not engage. What do you do? There's no judgment about what you do. This just reveals maybe you're not taking great care of yourself and there's something that we could shift. I was coaching someone on this and she mentioned, I noticed that when I'm tired, I do, I want to scroll more. I just want to lay on the couch and watch TV. I, I don't want to do the things that I, I know that I want to do intellectually, but I find myself just vegging out, <laughs> nothing, doing nothing. So for you, what is that? Where do you see yourself acting from being just tired and low energy how are you not taking great care of yourself currently then let's start to look at what do you know that you need i mentioned a couple things that i know that i need i know that i need more space if i overpack my schedule not good not good. That is not ideal for me. I know that I need space. Another thing I know that I need is I need to not just space in between parts of my day or different jobs that I have, but also space to think, to process, and not to just scroll and ignore <laughs> things, but to process what it is that I'm thinking and feeling, I need to get that out. I need to have space to process, whether that is through writing in a notebook or voice recording. I like to do that a lot. I need to get out what's happening inside. That is really helpful for me to kind of process through. So I need space, need to process. I also need to sleep. I need to get plenty of sleep. If I find myself staying up late and scrolling my phone and notice that it's after 11 and I'm going to bed after 11 and it's more like midnight, one o'clock, not good. That is a sign. Nope, nope, nope. I need to sleep. And even though I'm tired, I find myself staying up and that's when I have to watch. This is not good. You know that there will be consequences to this. If you don't sleep, you will it will impact everything else. I need sleep. And there are probably lots of other things that I could list off here, but I want you to think about for you, what do you know that you need to take better care of yourself? Do you need to say no to some things? Do you need to check in with, it might just be, I need to check in with myself first before I agree to something. That's one for me. I need to check in and really trust, like, is this, trust that that knowing that says, no, nah, you should probably not do that. Trust that. And go with it immediately instead of overthinking and questioning and talking myself into things that I know I don't actually want to move forward with. And then I would think about when do you feel most recharged? Do you feel energized and feel rejuvenated when you're around people? Or do you feel energized when you're by yourself? A question that I would ask that I think would really help you get clear is if I didn't feel guilty, what would I do? 
if I didn't feel bad about saying no to something, what is the thing that I would actually do? I would say no a lot more (laughs) if I didn't feel guilty. I find myself feeling a lot of guilt around saying no to people, especially family and friends, but mostly friends are more understanding. They're like, hey, if you need space, take some space. We kind of have that dynamic. Family's different. Family's different. And so I find myself leading with guilt and feeling guilty and making decisions from guilt. If I make a decision from guilt, I will end up wishing I hadn't done that or I will resent I will find myself then resenting people even though it wasn't their fault I chose to make a decision from guilt but I will resent them and think well they just exhausted me or it was it was too much to spend all this time with these people when really no you felt guilty and you made a decision from feeling guilty and now you're frustrated at the whole situation and at the people involved when they didn't force you to do anything so I would check in with do I feel guilty is guilt driving this decision if I didn't feel guilty what would I do how would I take care of myself and also we don't want to hang out with people from feeling guilty it's not going to be any fun we're going to be more frustrated when we're with them thus making us more tired as we are doing the things that we think that we should do that's a recipe for disaster so I would check in with am I making this decision from guilt and if so Is that how I want to make the decision? If I didn't feel guilty, what would I do? Another question is, I would would ask, how do I know I feel taken care of? When do I feel most taken care of? It might be, I feel most taken care of when I have just sat on the couch for 30 minutes and watch the show that I have wanted to catch up on. I feel most recharged when I've gone to a yoga class and I leave feeling like I was able to stretch and reset. I feel most recharged when I just go outside and go for a walk or go on a hike. I feel recharged when I get on the phone and talk to a friend or a family member or, you know, someone that I love. I want you to ask for me not what's traditionally recharging for people you know you don't have to want to go to a spa or want to go to a yoga class even or want to do exercise or anything that maybe other people really enjoy you might feel most recharged from watching catching up on that one show that you love that was for you an opportunity to take care of you you might feel most recharged from sitting for an hour and reading a book or saying, hey, I'm going to go on a walk for a little bit and just get outside. Whatever it is for you, what is that thing that gives you energy? And I've learned this from being around friends. I have friends who get get energized from spending time with people, from catching up, from asking them about their lives and going on a walk together and just being around the people that they love, doing something active together. Some friends feel energized when they are out in nature by themselves. They just need to be alone and need to recharge or they just need to be somewhere alone by themselves. 
I am someone who needs to be alone to recharge. I need to rest. I need to reset. I need to have my little notebook and my coffee and write out my thoughts or read a book that I'm enjoying. That for me is so rejuvenating, but that doesn't, might not be the case for you. You might think, are you kidding? I would be bored to tears if I sat with my coffee every morning and wrote about what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, no, thanks. So we have to individually ask this question. How will I know I will feel taken care of and recharged? And if it's not involving anyone else, I mean, I know our brain's going to want to go to, well, if my home was clean or if all these people around my house did things for me or if everything else was taken care of and I never had to think about it, that involves other people and that's not really what we're doing here. I want you to think about what is it for me? And then when you know, okay, I need space or I need to, you know, not say yes to all of these things, then you can go and communicate with the people around you. We're not going to go look for them to change our circumstances in order for us to feel better. We want to figure out first, what do I need? What do I need for me? How will I feel taken care of? And then go out and operate from that. Fill, you know, as they say, fill our own cup first. <laughs> Put the oxygen mask on first. You know, all those, all those things. But the reason why is because if we are operating out of guilt or frustration or resentment, we won't be better in our relationships, in our work. We won't be as focused. We won't be as energized. We need to figure out for us first and foremost what we need give that to ourselves and then go out and communicate that with other people. So if you need space, you want to figure out how can I create space in my life with what I can do. And then I'm going to go out and I'm going to say to my spouse or to someone at work, I'm going to delegate this task or I'm going to ask for help. We're, we're going to do that second to us figuring out what we need first. So the main thing that I want you to think about here, that was kind of some some practical things, but I also want you to think about the mindset of the person who takes care of herself. If I use my example of when I agree to everything and ever work, I don't feel very taken care of because I have agreed out of this just knee-jerk pattern that I have of, oh, I can help. Oh, I can do that. I can take on all those things. When I do that, I won't be my best if I were to operate from, do I have the space to do that? Is that going to cause me to have a crowded schedule and then not be able to think clearly and focus? That's when I can question and make some decisions from there. But I have to think as the person who is already taking care of myself and I've experienced this. I've had moments of taking good care of myself but then I tend to fall back into that old pattern because it's so practiced and familiar. It is associated with just this, this like proving energy, I think. So if I'm not there and if I am trusting and at ease and I'm taking care of myself as that version of me, how does that person feel and why? Why do I feel at ease? It's because I know exactly how to take care of myself. It's a simple thought. It's a thought like I know what I need. I know how to take care of me. That thought creates a lot of ease and trust. And it gives me certainty and clarity around 
what to do. I then know exactly what actions to take because I'm operating from that way of thinking. I would take the practical steps that we talked about early on, marry that with, I know how to take care of me. If you did, if you knew how to take care of you and you didn't feel guilty, then what would you do and let your actions follow? This is the kind of stuff that we work on in coaching. And this is a practice. I am years into doing this work and I still swing too far to the other side. Yeah, I can do a million things. Nope, nope, not well. I have to learn this lesson too over and over again, but it's easier now. So now instead of beating myself up and thinking that I I am so bad about taking care of myself and spiraling into this whole thing, I just see it as, oh yeah, that was that was too much. Now we know where to pull back. I know why I said yes. I know what I was operating from. That's the thing to shift. And I can make those shifts and changes so much easier. So now moving forward into this month, I see so clearly, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly how to take better care of myself this month than I did last month. I know how to trust that, that knowing of, oh, that's a no, or that's a yes. I have the space for that. I know where I need to create space. I know how to prepare ahead of time to take care of myself. One thing I learned was I know that I need to prepare my meals ahead of time for the week because that's how I can take care of myself. I know that I need to plan some things maybe further in advance because that helps me to not feel that pressure at the last minute. So I am aware of these things now and I'm aware of them neutrally. I don't feel judgment. I just feel this clarity and this awareness. Oh, I needed to learn it. Of course, I needed to learn it that way. And now I have so much clarity to know exactly what to do. That's what we do in coaching. You develop the skill to learn how to take better care of yourself, but also how to know when you're not and how to readjust. And knowing that, having that quick awareness helps you to get back on track much faster without judgment, without blaming everyone around you that it's all their fault that you don't take care of yourself without thinking that they need to change. Instead, you know exactly how to take care of you and exactly what steps you need to take. And then you can go around you and talk to people, ask them to help, that kind of thing. This comes from you developing that mindset around yourself, within yourself, and then operating as that version of you. And I can teach you how to become that version of you. So one thing that I'm really proud of is that I now have so much clarity. I see exactly how to make those shifts. And now I know. Now I know how to move know how to move forward without judgment. I just feel so at ease about that. I just realize, oh, yeah, okay. Now we know. And we won't do that again. <laughs> and I just improving it better and better. So that is what we can do together. If you want that book a free consultation call with me and we will chat about how you will take better care of you and how then you will impact all the people around you by being a better version of you. You will have better relationships. You'll be more focused at work. You'll be more energized when you're with the people that you love and you'll be more present. That is so valuable. And that comes from first looking at where am I not doing that for me? and how to make that shift. So that's what we do together in coaching. I can show you how we'll do that. If you book a free consultation call, I'll talk to you about how we'll do that together. And you can find me on Instagram at underscore Kristen Alana. You can go to the links below and download a, a guide to overcome overwhelm, a guide to arrange your to-do list so that you'll get more done. Things like that are also available to you there. If you have any questions, please reach out. Know that taking better care of yourself is actually possible. It's easier than you think. It just takes some awareness and then 
some little tweaks along the way. Asking yourself these questions will really help you to get some clarity. I would love to hear how you are going to take better care of you. If you want to share that with me, reach out and I will talk to you all next week. Have a wonderful week.